Welcome to Preach the Word with Brother Dean Carmichael of Greensboro. And now let's welcome our dear friend, Brother Dean. You're listening to Preach the Word with Dean Carmichael, and we're coming here in the book of Genesis, chapter number 18 through chapter number 23, and we're going to be taking a look at Isaac, who was a type of Christ, and we're going to look at the events surrounding his, his birth. Uh, the title of the message is The Promised Son, and we're looking at Isaac. So when you look here at the, the book of Genesis, there were the four great events that we've already went over, uh, which is, of course, the creation. Uh, you have uh, the fall of man. You also have uh, the flood, and then you have the Tower of Babel. We're now looking at the four great people. Uh, last couple episodes, we've talked about Abraham. We talked about his call uh, from out of the Ur of Chaldees, where he was. Uh, it's a type of, uh, of 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 predestination. There, it's a type of um, him being called out of sin. And we look at when we looked at Abraham, we talked about the Abrahamic covenant. We also talked about um, his his nephew Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. But now we're going to look at Isaac who is the son of promise. And Isaac was promised by God to inherit Abraham's blessing. Now, a couple things. The first thing we look at is the promise. Um, talk about the child of the covenant. Now, the Abrahamic covenant, what that is, the Abrahamic covenant, God promised to bless Abraham and his nation and the entire world through his seed. Jesus Christ is Abraham's son and inherits these blessings and bestows them upon those who believe. That's quoted from David Cloud. Bible says, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. The covenant was given to three of the patriarchs. You have Abraham. It was given to him in Chaldea, Genesis chapter 12, that we just read. Isaac in Canaan, and then Jacob at Bethel. Isaac is the first to inherit the covenant and receive the entire inheritance of Abraham. Bible tells us that in Genesis chapter 24, verse number 35. Now, when you look at the character of Isaac, he was a very peaceful man, a man who was deeply devoted to God through prayer, uh, through faith. He was a man who lived in fear of God, but he also had some flaws. Um, he, he, just like his father, he was deceitful. He lied about his wife to Abimelech, just like Abraham did with Sarah, with the Egyptians, Isaac did the same thing. He also had a selfish love toward his son Esau. You'll read that really the last 50 years of Isaac's life were, were very sad. And a lot of that had to do with him making his own choice with his son Esau. But then you look at the picture of Isaac. His picture. Isaac was a type of Jesus Christ. We have to understand that. Isaac was promised long before he was born. Genesis 12, verse 3, And I will bless them that bless them, curse thee that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Twenty-five years went by after that promise before Isaac was born. Jesus Christ was also promised 
before he was born. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. 4,000 years passed before Christ actually came. Isaac was born at an appointed time. Uh, the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 21, And the Lord visited Sarah, and he said, And he had said, And the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken, for Sarah conceived. Jesus Christ also came in the fullness of time. The Bible says in Galatians 4, verse 4, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law. So there's a comparison there of the two. Isaac is a type of Jesus Christ uh, because of his birth. He was promised long before he was born. There was a supernatural uh, conception there. Uh, we know in Matthew 1, verse 20 and 21, But while he thought on these things, we're talking about Joseph, Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. There was a supernatural conception there when it came uh, to God uh, being manifested in the flesh. Well, Isaac foreshadowed that. Genesis 17, Bible tells us that um, Abraham and Sarah were, were very old when, when they conceived. Uh, the birth was foretold. It was miraculous. They were, uh, there, there's nothing more than a type of Jesus Christ here. Um, also, with probably one of the, the most um, complete type of Christ in the Bible is Isaac in Genesis chapter number 22. One of the clearest types in all the Bible. You have Isaac who's going to be offered up by his father Abraham um, as a sacrifice. And it, it shows how much Abraham loved uh, God and almost how much he loved his son. He was willing to, to give him up. Well, you can compare the two. This is, a, this is one of the most perfect types of Christ in the entire Bible is Isaac being offered up by his father. So Genesis 22 verse 2 and he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering, and upon one of the mountains which I shall tell thee of. Well, we all know the verse in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, when you compare those two, okay, that is God telling Abraham to offer his son, his only son, Isaac. We know that Abraham had other sons, but Isaac was whom Abraham loved the most. And you also look at not only the description, but the direction. The exact location of the sacrifice was Mount Moriah. This is actually where Jerusalem was built. And Mount Calvary was located in this region. And that's by no means a coincidence at all. Also, the days. How many of a day's journey is it in the book of Genesis? Uh, Mount Moriah was a three days journey. What was three days uh, when, in regards to the death of Jesus Christ? Well, he was in the tomb for three days and three nights. There's also the distinction. Genesis 22, verse 6, And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. What is that a type of? That is a perfect type of John 19. And he, talking about Jesus, bearing his cross, went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha. That is Calvary. That is where Jesus Christ 
died. And then there was a deference. In Genesis 22, Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. John 1, verse 29, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. In regards to Genesis chapter 22, verse 7 and 8, I want to observe here the words of M.R. Dehan from his book, Portraits of Christ in Genesis. Notice it does not say God will himself provide a lamb, but it says God will provide himself. Translated freely, Abraham says God himself is going to be the lamb of sacrifice. That's quoting Dr. M. R. Dehan. There is a perfect picture there of Isaac being a type of Christ, not only in his birth, uh, not only um, also, as we just mentioned, in him being offered up as a sacrifice, but also his bride. Also his bride. So when you, you look at the life of Isaac, Isaac was 36 years old when his mother passed away. Uh, he was a well digger. He was the third person of uh, the three of the four major people in the Bible. And when Isaac gets his bride, it is a beautiful type, a beautiful spiritual application of the bride of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ and the church is exactly uh, what this type of Isaac and his, his bride, Rebecca, is. In this story, you have some key characters here. And actually, our next episode will cover this in detail. Uh, but right now, we're just looking at the life of Isaac as a whole. So I'm just going to cover it for a little bit. But if you look at all the characters in that story, talking about Isaac and when Abraham sent the servant to go get him a bride, which would be Rebecca, you have the father, Abraham, who is a type of God the Father. He sends out his servant. You ha have the faithful, who is the unnamed servant of Eliezer. Um, he's not named in this story because the Holy Spirit never speaks of himself. He always points to the Son. So you have the faithful, who is this unnamed servant. He's a type of the Holy Spirit of God. You have the flesh, which is Laban. Um, he represents the worldly sinner. When you read that story in detail, when... The servant goes out and meets Rebecca, and, he, and she brings him back to her family, and he is telling the family um, all that, that is going on. Laban wants his sister to then tarry for a while and stay with him. And what does the servant say? What does, what does the, the, type, the type of the Holy Spirit say? He looks at Laban and says, hinder me not. Laban is nothing more than a type of the flesh. And you look at the rest of Laban's life, all that's in the Bible, that's what he is. He's a type of the world. He's a, type, he's a worldly sinner. Um, the follower, which is Rebecca, she is a type of the bride. She's a type of the church. And then the forebearer, which is Isaac, he is a type, uh, one of the best, the clearest types there. Um, the clearest type in all of Genesis is no, no doubt is Joseph. Uh, but you have Isaac, the, the second person, the, the two of the four people there. You have Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Isaac, in, in this story, is a, a type of Jesus Christ uh, who is, has now going to take his bride. 
So looking here at this life of, of Isaac, looking at the promised son Isaac, we're going to look at just a couple things here. Number one, there was laughter with his coming. There was laughter with his coming. Isaac's name means laughter. And this point speaks of Christ and our response. It's a type of our response to Christ. Now, Genesis 17, verse 17, keep in mind here, we're looking at Isaac as a type of Jesus Christ during his birth. Okay? Genesis 17, 17. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old, and shall Sarah, that is ninety years old, bear. Now, this is after Abraham hears of the news. This was a laugh of pure joy. I believe this to be a, a laugh of Abraham, who had been promised something. He's getting older, but he's still putting faith in God. He knows it is not possible for him to be able to do this, but God has promised him something. And now God is fulfilling it. So he is laughing with joy. And you can, you can really relate that. Uh, you can look at that as a type. Look at that as an illustration of a person when they first hear of Jesus Christ. When a person first hears it, going back to the, back when he was coming the, the first time. For example, um, if you read, if you look at Luke chapter 1 verse 41. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. At the news of Jesus Christ, people react differently. There are some who laugh, not necessarily laugh, but they react as Abraham did at the, the announcement of his son with pure joy. You realize you're a sinner. You realize you're lost. God had, in, in His Word, has told you and revealed to you that the only way to Him is through His Son, Jesus Christ. And it is it's too good to be true, really. Here, here is someone who God manifested in the flesh, came down, the last Adam, became sin for us, shed his precious blood, perfect, precious, sinless blood, and became the substitute of sin. And all we have to do is accept that. Now, of course, there's repentance there, and there's a change of mind. I understand that. But some of us, when we heard of that, our reaction was pure joy. Knowing there's nothing, when you have that repentant heart, there's nothing that I can do to get to God. My mind has changed. I... I have realized I'm tired of sin. I'm tired of being a sinner. I realize my sin is going to get me in trouble. It's going to send me to hell. There's nothing I could do. And you hear of, but God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You hear, for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might uh, be rich. You hear. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Friends, your reaction is pure joy. Uh, okay, that, that is one reaction. And Abraham's response to hearing the news of his son, who is a type of Jesus Christ, that is an illustration of how some people react to the news of Jesus. It's pure joy. 
another, another one uh, was Sarah's response. Remember, Isaac is a type of Christ. This is a supernatural birth. Genesis 18, 12-14. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh? Sarah's laughter uh, was not like Abraham's. Abraham's laughter here is joyful. Sarah's laughter is cynical, skeptical. Okay, Remember, our response to Christ. The two responses of Isaac's miraculous birth, one of joy, one of skepticism, that is an illustration of how people can react to Christ when they first hear the news of Christ. When people hear of Jesus Christ being preached, some, it is just pure joy. It is, wow, someone actually did that. Somebody actually did, someone actually loves me enough to do that for me. It's joy, it's humility, and then others, it's skepticism. It's, you know, is that even possible? Now, of course, that this individual can come around like Sarah did, of course, but at first, her, her cynical, uh, that laughter, that, you know, is almost, it, that, that response, it was negative. And that, that is the two responses that we, we see in relation to the news of, of Christ and Him crucified. So we see, first of all here, uh, we're looking at the laughter of His coming. We're talking, about, we're talking about Isaac. Number two, there was loyalty with His command. There was loyalty with his command. We're talking about Isaac, the promised son. The laughter with his coming, that speaks of Christ and our response. That's an illustration, a type of Christ and our response. The loyalty of his command, this speaks of Christ and our responsibility. Spoke a little earlier in the message about how Isaac's obedience uh, to his father as a, as a type of Christ Genesis 22, verse 7 and 8. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Now, as mentioned earlier, this is one of the most complete pictures and foreshadows of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. And that is Isaac being offered up as a sacrifice by his father. Mount Moriah, the location of Jerusalem, the three days journey, Isaac carrying the wood. Uh, it's all symbolic. It's all a type of Jesus Christ being offered for our sins on, on Mount Calvary. He carried his cross. He was the lamb that, that God provided. God provided himself a lamb, meaning God himself was the lamb. He is the lamb. And Christ's obedience to the cross. 2 Corinthians 8, 9, I, I read that earlier. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Philippians 2, 8 speaks of the obedience of Jesus Christ. And being found in a fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. When you look at Genesis chapter number 22, Isaac was not blindly following his father. When Isaac asked his father, he said, Behold the fire and the wood, 
But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? When Abraham explained to Isaac what what was happening, Isaac was obedient to that. Okay? You've you got to understand that. As Philippians 2 verse 8 says, that Jesus became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. There was loyalty there. Okay? He was obedient. When you think of that, this speaks of our responsibility. Hey, do we believe that? Jesus Christ was obedient. He was manifested in the flesh, supernaturally conceived, went to Mount Calvary, became sin for us, became the sacrifice of sin. How do we respond to that? Do we respond to that in joy and humility, or do we respond to that in skepticism? There was loyalty Jesus Christ was obedient. Do we believe that? And then, last thing I want to point out here, there was love with his companion. There's a, there's a lot of similarities here. Uh, you really see the life of Christ foreshadowed in the life of Isaac. We talked about his birth. We talked about him being offered as a sacrifice. But then, we see there was love with his companion. This speaks of Christ. And our redemption. Uh, Genesis chapter number 24. I want to quote Dr. John Phillips here from Exploring Genesis. Dr. Phillips says, There was something about the story of Isaac that kindled a response in her heart. She had never seen him, had come to know him indeed solely by the word of the servant, but already felt that she knew him, already gave him her heart. So what is this referring to? So, we're talking about the love with his companion, Isaac's love for his bride. Isaac and Rebekah is a type of Jesus Christ and his church. When the father, Abraham, sent his unnamed servant to go fetch his son a bride, that is a type of how the father sent his Holy Spirit to find his son a bride. And here is Rebekah. Uh, under conviction, and she is holding on to every word that this servant says about uh, about uh, the son. She's holding on to every word, and the Bible says here in Romans five eight uh, through eleven, but God commendeth His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. As a sinner under conviction. When the Holy Spirit of God is that still small voice, when He is revealing to you and showing you that you're a sinner and convicting you of that sin, and He is pointing you to Jesus Christ. He's not speaking of Himself. He's pointing you to Jesus Christ. Here is somebody you have never seen. Here is someone you have never met face to face. And when you accept Him as your Lord and Savior, you love, you, you're making Him the Lord of your life. You love Him before you even see Him. And that is exactly what the case was with Isaac and his bride, Rebekah. Before she even knew Isaac, she loved him. And she was able to leave everything behind and go to be the bride of the Son. And again, that is a, a wonderful type there of, of how God the Father 
Uh, is, uh, Abraham was a type of the father, uh, the servant a type of the Holy Spirit, and then Isaac a type of the son. So we're, we're continuing our journey here in Genesis, uh, going, through, uh, going through this book here. Uh, we've looked at Abraham, we've looked at Isaac, and we'll, we'll dig a little deeper into uh, the, this marriage here between Isaac and Rebekah and how Isaac uh, is a type of Christ. Until next time, may the Lord bless you. Thank you for listening to Preach the Word with Brother Dean Carmichael from Greensboro. You can email Brother Dean, preach the word 87 at outlook.com. Preach the word 87 at outlook.com. You also can follow our dear friend Brother Dean Carmichael on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Dean Carmichael Jr.